welcome to episode 20 of Scar Bears. That's right, folks. 2-0. We've made it to one-fifth of the way to 100. <laughs> anyway, I'm Chris DT Gordon. It's great to have you here. Again, a shout-out to my friend Nate Barron for that fantastic theme music. It really has a Ninja Turtles vibe to it. And not just any Ninja Turtles vibe. We're talking about the OG 80s cartoon. If you are interested in having him create an awesome tune for you, please reach out to me or connect with him on Instagram at at Nate Barron. That's at N-A-T-E-B-E-R-A-N. So I have a review to read off. I'm really excited about this. Let's see here. Um, he really cuts to the heart of the matter and keeps hacking away until there's nothing left. Oh, this seems like a promo for a new true crime show someone jokingly posted on my site. Well, anyway, I'm still looking for those funny or weird reviews you want to leave on my podcast or YouTube channel so I can make you momentarily internet famous. Today, I talked with my new friend Shannon Lee, a Navy veteran whose experiences in and after the military led her to her current position as a quantum life energy health coach. Speaking of those Ninja Turtles, today's sponsor is 80s Toys. 80s Toys, concrete proof that Generation X, while it may not be the best generation, is at least in the top three. Now please enjoy my conversation with Shannon. Hey, welcome back to Scar Bears. I'm Chris DT Gordon. It's great to have you here. I'm joined with my new friend, Shannon Lee. How are you today, Shannon? Hey, Chris. Thank you so much. I'm very, very good. How are you? Oh, excellent. Excellent. Thanks. So uh, we were talking before that we have a shared experience in high school and college sports that we both played soccer. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Big soccer and fan. Yes, and uh, do you have a favorite team right now, or just like the game? Any itself? team that is on the Mexican restaurant TV is my favorite team. <laughs> okay, good to know. And uh, we we also uh, were uh, blessed to play uh, midfield, though you didn't start there, did you? I did not start at the midfield. No, I did not. I started in the defense, pretty much. Um, wow, for you know um what do you call junior varsity and then um i moved up once i got to varsity mm -hmm. but yeah i think uh, i think it's really important to play the different positions you know yeah it's good to know what you like and you know what you want to stay away from yeah and they have uh different challenges you know in in, in those different positions obviously each person has has their own job and um it's uh it's interesting when you move around to kind of a shift yourself at the same time in, in what you where you need to be and, and who you need to support so mm -hmm. kind of life happens that way a little bit too right <laughs> it, yeah exactly in fact I was going to say it reminds me a lot of your uh, story of enlisting in the Navy and first of all thank you for your service um, can you tell a little bit about you know uh, what spurred you on to uh, join the Navy yeah that's a funny question um, <laughs> most um, it basically, you know, I'm from upstate New York and was in a very, uh, grew up in a very, very small town. And I mean, when I say small, I mean, it um, was, I graduated with 37 people. 
<laughs> right. That is small. That is very small. Yes. Yeah. You can, when you can fit your entire uh, graduating class on a bus, that correct. is pretty small. Very small. So, um, yeah, so there wasn't, you know, uh, in, in rural upstate New York, there wasn't a whole lot going on other than, you know, truck stops and, um, and the like. And, and I, not to say that I didn't love learning. I, I loved learning, but it was, I loved learning what I wanted to learn, you know. So I was not a, a happy camper if I was being forced to learn something that I really didn't care about. So I did go to college and, um, you know, they make you take all those prerequisites, which seemed like a absolute waste of time and waste of money. And I was very disgruntled about that. <laughs> so I was like, because I was paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I was like, uh, I just, that's just not the kind of person that, you know, it just wasn't lighting me up. And I'm like, you know, I, I like to be working. I just, I like to be working. And um, I couldn't see myself continuing on in college. And I was just like, you know, because I, I knew I liked business, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was I liked about it. So, okay. you know, looking around at the possibilities and opportunities at that time, I just was, um, you know, like my, some of my family had been in the military, my grandfather, my father, my aunt. And I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And they, it was a good opportunity to just um, get out of upstate rural New York and see what it would bring. So that's what I did. And as a matter of fact, I went to the MEPS recruiting station on the weekend and basically they told me, um, you know, you can leave in six months or you can leave in six days. Wow. And yeah. And so I chose to leave in six days. Okay. So I turned around, I was uh, living on Cape Cod at the time and uh, I turned around and packed my stuff that weekend, brought everything back to my parents' house, dropped it off, got on a plane and headed for Orlando, Florida for, um, for boot camp. Okay. Now MEPS is, uh, is that the recruitment station? Yeah. MEPS okay. is the recruitment station. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you uh, flew off to Orlando for uh, boot camp, and then after uh, boot camp, uh, where did you go next? So I went to um, my duty station was in California, was in San Diego. I went to Miramar actually, which was Top Gun back then, mm -hmm. and so that was cool. And um, and so I started in uh, in Miramar for the first two years, although. Um, Bill Clinton was the president of the United States at the time, and he started closing down bases um, quite rapidly and, and, you know, reorganizing the military. And so Miramar was closed after the two years. They already offered me an early out, which I declined. And then I went down to NAS North Island on Coronado, and I finished out another two years there um, with the base supply, had medals, had accommodations, and it was a really great experience. It's a really great experience for the most part. You know, I did take mm -hmm. a couple um, trips out on the boat because mm -hmm. <laughs> every woman should do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good time. So, yeah. And so uh, did you have any uh, tours of duty or any uh, experiences beyond those, uh, bo those boat tours? Um. No, not, not really. Just, you know, a couple, couple times out on, um, you know, from the squadron because they have to do a certain amount of qualifications. I was extremely sick the first time as in, I think I had 
some kind of fever, but you, you go anyway and you have to get up every single day at five o'clock in the morning, no matter how bad you feel, mm-hmm. and go to sick call to go, like, I'm not coming to work today because it's not safe for me to be on a flight deck. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, and went out on the, uh, you know, the Nimitz, which is a, a big, big carrier, and that was out in um, San Diego at that time. So just those two different times on the boat, but other than that, nothing long-term. I mean, the longest was like a month. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, after the military, what did you do then? Well, um, now that was, uh, you know, 1992 to 1996, and uh, that was during the Gulf War period. And so everybody that went in that was enlisted in that time, we were required to get inoculations, whether we were going to go overseas or not. Mm. And so after about, after about three years ish, two and a half to three years, um, started feeling badly. And, you know, I wasn't really sure why at the time, but, um, you know, other than probably a lot of stress and not good food. (laughs) <laughs> not the what, greatest 20 something's not eating well yeah about? i know right <laughs> yeah one bird is at uh, three o'clock in the morning i don't know why that's just not good for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um that that's where my love of mexican food came in to play so gotcha. um the um i uh ended up going from there i didn't stay in california and i didn't re-enlist because they were only offering me they offered me two different duty stations one was like alaska both were unaccompanied and not that that mattered at the time but it was alaska and or diego garcia and so um diego garcia of course is over near the middle east and um apparently it's a good duty station but i wasn't really down with going there at that time so Mm -hmm. i was like nah i'll just get out and so i went back to uh i went to virginia actually and i you know and i took a position i took a job um you know and i was doing um actually worked in an auto body repair shop and (laughs) that was that was fun that was a lot of fun and, and very interesting but i kept i was getting more and more sick you know um but I didn't, it, it's so slow. It's like boiling the chicken, you know, you just, it's just so slow. You just don't realize it until you're like, wow. Like yes, every day you, you would wake up and you'd be exhausted and you're like, man, I'm so, but you just slept 14 hours. You're like, how can you be exhausted when you sleep 14 hours? It's just, it doesn't make any sense. It, that's not possible. And your, your bones hurt and your joints hurt. And then your body hurts and your skin hurts and all these, you know, all these things start happening. And, and then, you're like, something's just not right. And that went on for probably like another couple of years. So I say like five years total, I was, I was feeling that way. And I had finally gone to, um, I was also still doing like weekend warrior stuff in, uh, in Virginia. Um, okay. at Nor- yeah. At Norfolk. And what was weekend warrior like, like, uh, doing, uh, uh obstacle course races or. <laughs> yeah, I wish. No <laughs> weekend warriors. Um, you know, when you're in the reserve, so you get out of, uh, active duty, you're still in the reserves uh, okay. generally for a certain period of time. And so you can either do nothing with that, just hang out in the reserves and see if they call you back in for any particular reason, or you can be what's you know like an active reservist where you go in once a month you do uh you work for a weekend and then okay. um and that's it and then you, okay. you know you get paid for that and then you go home or whatever so i did that for a, a, like about two years after okay but like the national guard 
Yeah, sort of. Yep. Okay. Just like that. All yeah. Right. So, and then I, um, I went out to, uh, I went to the VA cause I was feeling really bad and I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I was just something, there's something just not right. You know, you know, when something's just not right, right. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so, um, and so I went to the VA and, you know, of course they take all your blood tests. They do all those little things for you. And they're like, you're in great shape. You know, <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with you. Okay. So, yeah. And so they're like, um, what you have is what we call an emotional condition. And I'm like, no, there's, I'm, what are you saying? Like, that's, this is not in my head. Like, um, I just, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't understand what they were saying to me. Like, I, I so they did offer me psych medications, of course, mm -hmm. because it was emotional condition. And I'm like, I don't need your psych meds. I just need to not have my body hurt. <laughs> I need to not be <laughs> tired anymore. <laughs> like I just, and so this was a, this was a time when terms like, you know, chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, those, those, that terminology, medical terminology didn't exist. Okay. Like it just, it wasn't coined or labeled at that time. So I, um, I, they didn't give me any answers and I was really, really frustrated. End of the rope kind of thing, end of the line. And, uh, it just, you know, you're like, there's a turning point and you just go like, something has to change. I, I'm going to figure this out for myself. And, um, somehow that, uh, brought me to Texas. <laughs> to Houston. The answer was in Texas. Okay. <laughs> right. So, you know, but what's interesting is, so I say that, but you put, you put something out there and you decide to do something. And I didn't know what that was going to look like at that time. I didn't, you know, I worked in supply in the military. I didn't really have a whole lot of background. They don't really give you that much health knowledge when you're in high school. You know, you might take a health class and learn the basic systems of the body, but that's pretty much it. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't really have that background, but what I was doing was, uh, I was going to Houston for certain States that if you go to them, uh, and you're there for a year, they will pay for you to go to uh, their state school. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, so that was kind of my plan. I went to Houston and I was going to work at a veterinary office for the year and then go to Texas A&M to become a veterinary medicine and a veterinary doctor that did not work that was not what you know mother father had in store for me yeah. <laughs> but they got me to texas so that was cool and so all of that dream kind of crumbled in the middle of that and but my best friend who went out with me um she had gotten on a position um, because she was into health and she was but she realized when her schooling had fallen through in uh, in tennessee that she was um she wanted to go into alternative health because she didn't want to, she didn't want to push out meds. Mm -hmm. She just, she didn't believe in them. And so, um, so she took a, a job with this company uh, called Ayurvedic Concepts at the time. And they were out of Bangalore, India, and they do formulations. They've been around for a very long time and they do formulations. In fact, their products are so, um, they're so potent. A lot of uh, places overseas will use them as, as pharmaceuticals and stuff. You know, they're like pharmaceutical grade. Wow, okay. So, yeah, so she had gotten on with them and I was, you know, and she's always teaching me everything that she's learning and, and I'm taking, she's like, well, why don't you try them? Let's do this combination, whatever, and, and start taking them. And so that's pretty much, you know, part of what 
I did, as I said, on top of the, the detox and, and diet. Um, but those uh, formulations were part of that detox and they were very, very powerful. And um, within about 60 to 90 days, every symptom that I had had for the past five years just disappeared. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it just disappeared. And so all those, uh, all those medi medications or, uh, you know, she was giving you those are, you know, those were all very all natural. All and... natural supplements grown in the Himalaya mountains. And I did, um, when everything went to pot with the, uh, the veterinary clinic, I ended up getting on with the same, you know, with the company because I had such a transformation in my own healing and, um, you know, and I knew the products because I, you know, and so for them to hire me on for one of their stores, it was very quick and easy for me to, you know, sell them obviously because I had my own personal story and yes. then, you know, um, went on to work for them, got kind of an informal Ayurvedic education and just kept going from there. And, um, you know, kind of, even after we left side hustle still, you know, helped people have helped people, hundreds of people along the way over the past 20 years, while working, but at the same time, mostly through referrals um, with chronic disease, you know, and eventually fibromyalgia got termed and, and mm -hmm. so did chronic fatigue and, and all these things. And I'm like, that's what I had. That's what I, you know what I mean? And it just kept coming up. And then 20 years later, which would bring us up to kind of present day, I learned about Gulf War illness. Mm. So at the time, obviously we were just gotten out of it so it was kind of like the same situation with like the you know vietnam whatever those guys got a lot of uh agent orange and that kind of stuff in their body but this was um you know something that came up uh through um a report that was done and on gulf war syndrome gulf war illness i'm like had never heard that term before yeah neither have i until uh today you're i'm today years old i'm hearing of it <laughs> right yeah, yeah. So, well so, pretty much the, go ahead i was gonna say what now what all entails gulf war illness or gulf war, gulf war syndrome gulf war syndrome gulf war illness it is basically um it's a combination of um chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia are probably the biggest two um ailments so to speak physical ailments just mm -hmm. chronically exhausted but yet you can't sleep at night because you have also neurological tics restless leg syndrome um some people it affects in the intestines ibs um headaches migraines um okay. weird rashes that just come out of nowhere like mm. you just break out and they itch like crazy and so um you just it just really made life miserable <laughs> for a very long time, you know, and, and what adds insult to injury, but you don't know it is what you're eating. It's your diet. And that's, that's probably a, a really big thing for people out there that have, you know, technically it would be considered all immune system, you know, pretty much immune system, which, you know, is also affecting your mental health, obviously, because, you've got to, for me, like I didn't have a lot of support. I had to go to work. Most people have to go to work. Right. Yeah. And so you have to work through that regardless of how you're feeling. And, um, and that is another stress, which makes things worse. Yes. Yeah.
So it's, it's, it's called getting into that, that survival mode, but that's what Gulf War illness looks like. There's hundreds of thousands of veterans out there that have it and have had it for 20 years. Mm. Now, is it uh, just, you know, most prevalent in Gulf War veterans or is it a, is it just a, you know, they gave that term because a lot of Gulf War veterans suffer from it, but other people can have it as well. Yeah, they started giving those inoculations during the Gulf War. Okay, so um, it, was, but, it, was, it was found to be caused by the inoculations. Correct. Okay. That's correct. And they do still, up from them, as from what I understand, they have still given, obviously, different inoculations to different, you know, to not in mass as they did at that time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what's in those inoculations was released, uh, the information, at least some of it. And, you know, there were things like anthrax and bubonic plague and swine flu and bird flu and <laughs> like, you know, all these, these crazy things. So, so you won't get those things, but we have other right. things that yeah, exactly. side effects may include. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm good on that. I won't, uh, won't be getting any of those. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, so that was, uh, but, you know, like I said, that was good, you know, it's good to know that, that there are things that you can do because, you know, fibromyalgia isn't, um, isn't set aside just for, you know, Gulf War people. It's not set as, you know what I mean? And there's other things that have stemmed off it, like, you know, metabolic syndrome and, and, and all these other things, because obviously it's all connected. Yes. Right. And, but what I learned over the, over the 20 years was that your, your health is a hundred percent mental. And, and I mean that in a, in a number of different ways, because it's, we, we talk about mindset, which is a big thing. And, you know, you have your mind, you have your body, you have your soul, but there's also that the, the spirit, um, which a lot of people overlook the energy. So when I say spirit energy, it's kind of interchangeable, you know? Mm. Um, so we are technically the energy and the spirit and then and we have the body the body obviously is the physical it's the matter but it's everything starts in that spirit so when we go to um and we talk about the mind and the subconscious mind and the conscious mind well the subconscious mind is forming from negative six months in utero to about that seven years old and that's the programming. And so there's a lot of things that we get programmed from during that time, but we're not consciously aware of it, right? That's mm -hmm. why it's subconscious, right? Yes. Unconscious. So we don't know that that's being kind of programmed into us. And those programs are what? Their thoughts, their beliefs, they're something that we've told ourselves or someone else has told us because we don't know anything other than what's in our environment and what's around us, right? So we're taking everything in, everything in. We're like sponges, you know, at that time. And so um, I don't know about you. I only have a certain amount of memory from that time period. And it's very, you know, very faint, <laughs> very faint, right? Yeah, a lot of shag carpeting. Um, right. <laughs> you know, uh, so, some Sesame Street. Other than that, it's, I, it's not like an open book, you know? Right. No, not at all. There's just, you know, very scant memories. And so, but you were obviously thinking you had thoughts, you know, about things. So 
it's to say that, um, so stuff gets put in there and they actually create nerve pathways, you know, neurological pathways. And so I don't know if you've heard of uh, heart math at all. And it talks about um, heart math. Heart math. Mm -hmm. No, I have not. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely want to check out heart math. It's very interesting, but it, it basically talks about um, the heart is also a brain and it has about 40,000 specialized cells that are um, brain like brain like tissue, but obviously not in the brain. Right. Yes. So what that means is there's a connection between the heart and the brain. um, And that when something happens, those um whether it's really really good and you're really excited and you're you know putting out hormones of dopamine and serotonin and and all those good feel good hormones then you create a memory you create it in your head but you also create it in your heart and so when it comes to trauma it's the same way but that's it's you know through the hormones of stress so it's you know aldosterone and adrenaline and and uh cortisol and, and that kind of thing and so the cortisol is uh, scientifically documented. It, it degrades and degenerates the DNA. Mm-hmm. So um, it's actually, they're recorded, those trauma events, they're recorded in your brain, but they're also recorded in your heart. Okay. And so when we talk about those kind of scars, those kind of emotional scars, the healing has to take place in two places not just one place and can you talk about it well to a certain extent you can talk about it just to kind of get that energy out of you because people want to you want to have that um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh you know there's a little bit of relief about telling about it like acknowledgement i guess is is what i'm saying you know you want to be like acknowledge and recognize like this happened to me Mm -hmm. um and but as you keep talking about it and keep talking about it and keep talking about it, then you're actually driving it deeper into your psyche and you're creating more of the, you're, you're, let's say you're creating more of the pathways, but you're really enforcing those pathways, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So this is the reason that people don't feel so great after talk therapy because it's bringing all that, it just puts you right back in that spot. Like you just sent yourself back in time mm-hmm. because you're that spirit, that energy, there's no time and space, right? So that's what quantum is. There's no time and space. You just brought yourself right back to the trauma and that's that emotional state. So you go, well, how, you know, you can't like just sit and bottle everything up either, right? Because those are energy blocks. Yes. And so, yeah, so this is kind of where, you know, where things have taken me um, from that time, you know, I did have uh, what they refer to as normal post-traumatic stress disorder from the military and uh, took a number of years to, to heal from that. And the only way I was able to do that was, was energetically. And you have to, it's, it's referred to as an event, which it absolutely is. It's not like a mental condition per se. It's just, it's an event. It brings you back in time and space. And so what you have to do is pull out of it from a a different mental perspective and understand what's happening in the body. And so that's, yes, challenging, but um, it can be done. And uh, I actually have recently 
um, had a, a an occurrence of something that contributed to what's referred to as complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And so I, uh, what took me 20 years to heal from normal PTSD, this, uh, I, I found a modality referred to as inner resonance alchemy that has helped me take that complex PTSD and move through it in like two months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's shortened it up tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Only by 19 years. <laughs> 19 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, so I don't, I know I don't expect you to, you know, talk us through all, you know, at all, but can you give us like a little snapshot of what that entails? Yeah, it's um, absolutely. So, because I think it's really beneficial because there is no talk therapy, there's no hypnosis. It's super gentle and there's no trauma recall. And that's the problem, you know, a lot of people face when it comes to like, they really want to heal. Like I, I need to move on with my life. I need to like do something other than sit and, and wallow in this, you know, emotional mire. And so, um, so inner resonance is about, um, it's actually about the law of attraction, essentially. So it's talked about in the law of attraction and the law of vibration. They mention frequency, but they they really don't get into it. They really don't explain to you that it is the essential key to the law of attraction. So it's to say, so you understand resonance, you understand music, right? We've all, we all kind of understand music to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So music is, um, you know, there's a, a scale mm -hmm. and the scale is tuned at certain frequencies, right? Yes. So we're talking about frequency. And Nikola Tesla said, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency. Mm -hmm. And frequency can be so stealthy yep. because we all have frequency that runs throughout our body in different areas of our body, and, and they all carry different frequencies. And so um, healing can be initiated through those frequencies. But so when something, you know, traumatic happens and you're thrown off balance, basically, you know, in your emotional thinking, because now you're like, whoa, you know, you start creating thoughts, right? Or beliefs and, and you start dwelling on those and you're telling the story and, and all these things. So basically inner resonance alchemy takes everything, all that emotional stuff that you've accumulated over the years that maybe you've dealt with some of them, maybe you haven't, but it's like peeling back an onion. I mean, the yeah. layers are just deep, you know, they just, and they keep coming off you. And so when you do an inner resonance alchemy, it starts working on those layers, but it's, it's like, you feel it kind of come up, you recognize what it is, you go, okay, so I know I probably have some residual anger for this, 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 or this, or I have some residual bitterness or, or hatred, or, you know, all those things get stuck in the energy of your body. And eventually if you don't deal with them, they're going to deal with you on a physical level. So, and this is what the ancient Egyptians believe. This isn't just me saying this, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can validate anything I'm saying, but, um, it eventually it'll, it'll all come back up. And so, um, what the inner resonance does is it takes it out of the 
subconscious and the conscious mind. Because if you're in what they call survival mode, which is whether it's a um, an actual survival mode where like the tiger back here is like getting ready to eat you for lunch, yeah. that's, you know, fight or flight, or you're thinking about you're in, you know, hustle mode or stress mode or whatever it is, it's releasing that cortisol on a low lying level. So you might not feel it, you know what I mean? Like you're not ready to run for the hills, but it's being released and it's having an effect on your body. It's degrading those cells, degenerating your DNA, and also cutting off your metabolism by 60%. So all these physical things are going on at that same time, right? So the inner resonance, it works on these things through a super conscious level. So you don't, you don't think about it. You don't talk about it. You just sit through a session, which is just a, a live active um, experience, basically, you know, guided um, awake meditation, so to speak. Okay. And you just say yes and thank you. Oh, wow. Okay. And you're super conscious as long as your your subconscious and your conscious agree and you have that spirit of gratitude that you can just let it go and that it's all going to work that the superconscious is going to take care of it on that other level that we don't see and as it comes up you let it go and there's breathing techniques to kind of walk you know through that if if it becomes a little bit overwhelming but it's if you, like I said, you step outside of it, you recognize what's going on, then you can, you know, touch breath through it and it moves right off and it's gone. Never to return. That is definitely, uh, definitely very interesting. You know, I'm trying to just, uh, I'm, I'm just working through as you're talking about this, you know, situations that I could possibly do this with. Right. And, uh, and so if I were, if I wanted to uh, find this information, where would I go? If I want to try this, you know, if I want to practice this on my own. Well, or, or, um, or, or try to get some help with it. Yeah. Well, so um, I do the live active um, sessions and I'm, I'm starting to do those. Um, I will be doing them on a regular basis uh, once, uh, once a week and on a, on a live platform and then of course people can catch the replays on those if they want to do that mm-hmm. um and that is uh you know through my website um and i do that you know on the zoom platform and then of course there's um other books and stuff out there that you can read about it but um yeah and what what is your website shannon i'm sorry yeah it's toughmothers.world 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 yeah all right Mm -hmm. and where else can we find you um i also have a youtube channel which is um my youtube channel is based around uh quantum healing and basically what i do is um so uh everybody has a a sign you know a zodiac Mm -hmm. sign that they were born under and you just had a birthday right so you're you're a july guy right Uh, late june Late June. Okay. So you're a Gemini or a, you're a, actually a cancer? A cancer. You are a cancer. Okay. Um, cool. 
So, uh, yeah, we're actually polar opposites. I'm a Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's interesting is, you know, we're not just our sun sign. Our sun sign is what we show the world. And it's that, it's that face that we put on. It's the masculine energy. Mm-hmm. The moon sign is the feminine energy. So you recognize that we have both, you know, um, masculine and feminine energy. And so the masculine energy is that one that, um, that does work, gets the work mm-hmm. done. It's that the physical um, gets the work done. The feminine energy is the creative energy. And so your moon sign is based on where the moon was in, uh, you know, in the sky at the time that you were born. Okay. So that will tell you what your moon sign is. Okay. And, um, and, and it's really interesting because it will teach you so much more about yourself than you could have ever possibly imagine. <laughs> but, um, so I take that Anyways, the reason I say is because, uh, so I, I use these cards that were created by Dr. Jean Logan, they're uh, healing glyphs. And a glyph is a seagull, it's, a, it's our original language of light. So obviously, you know, English is a Babylonian language that we're, we're taught. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's obscure and it has, uh, you know, dual meanings is basically, like I said, it's, it's Babel. And so the original language of light is um, like hieroglyphics. So they're pictures. And uh, when you take them into your, your superconscious mind, um, it starts working on that, on that level. So where, you know, I might, I'll do a a Celtic spread and I'll pull, you know, the different cards from that, from that healing deck and kind of just intuitively go through them uh, for the sign. And we actually all, we carry all the signs within us because all the signs uh, are, um, ruled over certain rule they rule over certain parts of the body so it doesn't matter like you could you could watch your cancer you know video but you could also watch a capricorn video and it would you know what i mean it's what resonates it goes back to that resonation what resonates with you you'll feel it in your spirit Mm -hmm. you'll know it you know and you you'll hear tarot readers say that a lot take what resonates and what doesn't just you know leave it because your super conscious knows what's actually resonating and what's not you might know on a on a certain level but your super conscious knows what you need gotcha. yeah. yeah so it's it's pretty cool and then what is the name of the uh, youtube channel yes the youtube channel is it's tough mothers okay 11 11th house energy okay tough mothers 11 house energy 11th house energy yes Ele- okay excellent yeah. All right. And uh, anywhere else we can find you besides uh, YouTube and uh, toughmothers.world? Um, at the moment, no, at the beach, but coming up, I will be having a podcast. Excellent. Yes, that I'm, um, I'm getting ready to launch my podcast. I was hoping for late July, but I'm, I'm putting a, a hard stop for august 4th and um and so that is called uh breaking good and it's uh, about raising heaven from the inside out and from the bottom up excellent and yeah so uh great gratitude and grace and um you know we're going to talk about uh a lot of different things that are going on in the world and you know i'm a big um neuroscience person and obviously astrotheology and um you know um quantum physics and quantum healing and and all different kind of things to kind of help people 
really understand who they are. Mm -hmm. And, and in order to change your life and change your, your current paradigm, you have to start with knowing who you are and knowing what you're capable of doing. Yes. Because if you don't know, and you're, you're, you're taking everything based off of what's around you on the outside. Well, all those things can fall away, Mm -hmm. you know, and if all those things are falling away, who are you, who are you really, and what are you made of and what are you capable of doing? And then to move from that, you have to get out of survival mode. That's what inner resonance alchemy will do. And then once you get out of survival mode, then you get to the really cool stuff, which is the manifestation. And then you learn how to manifest what it is that you really want. And that's creating, that's co-creating with the creator, like what you really want. And you'll remember, I said, it goes back to the law of attraction. Well, law of attraction, people go, well, your things create, or your thoughts create your things. And that's not entirely true, but it's partly true. You know what I mean? But you're never going to, you're only going to experience a certain amount of um, success by doing processes processes will get you so far but sometimes you're going to come to a block you know a wall in the road and when you come to that wall it's the energy okay it's the energy wow well this has been very uh, fascinating uh shannon thank you very much for talking with me today um, thank you i greatly appreciate it i'll uh, put put in the notes you know, where people can find you and lastly uh the question everyone wants to know the answer to what is your favorite dinosaur oh my favorite dinosaur wow that is a tough one um because there's so many cool dinosaurs right um you know my first initial gut reaction was to say dino and dino is a Brachiosaurus? Brontosaurus, I think. Brontosaurus, okay. Yeah. But I thought that's too easy. <laughs> and and he, you know, they're so well, they're what, like gentle giants, right? Yes. Um, so uh, you know, I and and I do like him. So that's like my first gut reaction, the, the gentle giant. But I really I like the raptor. Uh Velociraptor was just he's just a badass. Yep. You know. Yep, he's definitely. Just, he's cool. So um if those guys got together, it'd be a weird breed, but <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, that's uh, definitely a, a conversation for another episode. For sure. So, yeah. Well, again, thanks a lot, Shannon. I greatly appreciate your time and uh, you uh, please have a great day. You as well, Chris. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, I hope you enjoy that conversation with Shannon. If you want to reach out to her, you can find her on Facebook at Tough Mothers and the word tough is in all caps, as well as her website, toughmothers.world. If you want to listen to her, you can find her on the Breaking Good podcast. I'm sure it's on all the podcast places. If you want to find out what I'm doing in the world of speaking, you can find me at chrisdtgordon.com. You can also reach out to me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at chrisdtgordon. And I'm still looking for funny and weird comments and reviews to feature on the podcast. So if you have something funny or weird, but also positive, let's not be a negative Nancy, please leave me one of those funny or weird comments and I will definitely feature them on the podcast. All right. Thanks a lot for joining me. Please have a great day and remember to pass on perfection and go for greatness.